Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Monday Distillery. They make sophisticated non-alcoholic beverages that are sugar-free and full of social graces. An amazing way to still have a drink with friends without feeling like you're missing out. Stay in high spirits. Keep a clear mind. Head to mondaydistillery.com for more. Are you sick of feeling controlled by alcohol? Do you want to drink less? Do you wake up on a Sunday morning feeling really anxious and full of regret? I'm Danny Carr, and welcome to my podcast, How I Quit Alcohol. Hi, and welcome back to How I Quit Alcohol, Season 4, Episode 1. I'm joined by my lovely husband, Mr. Ash Grunwald. Hey, Ash. Hi. It's pretty cool to be back. Isn't it? Yes. We've had a, a really long break from the um, from podcast world. We were down in Victoria with my dad, who's passed away. Um, so we went down to nurse him through... His last month was a heavy time, no doubt about it. But, you know, this being a quitting alcohol podcast, we did remark while we were there if it was in the bad old days of drinking away, how it might have been a very different experience. Mm. Um, but it was it was good, you know, it, would, it was very hard. Yeah, I found it. the right things. Yeah, I've, I thought whilst we were going through it because it was such a hard time and also starting with my new challenge group as well so having to be present for those guys and then present of course for dad and present for my own feelings and yours and the kids and everyone else that was we were coming into contact with it was really interesting to be just that to be really present for it and Mm. and especially afterwards after dad's past and and just dealing with that grief and having to sit with it and be with it and that's one thing I talk about all the time in the podcast and with people I coach is about sitting with your feelings and and being with them and there's not much more like it's well probably one of the most potent things is grief to sit Mm. there and, and be with those feelings is quite confronting so that's been interesting and it's been um not easy by any stretch but I'm really glad that I couldn't imagine pouring a hangover on top of how mm. it feels as well. And it's 
great to have that clarity and to be able to then also see, you know, through practicing gratitude, be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel and to see what was good in the journey, which there were so many things that were just so beautiful in that whole journey and so many gifts. So it was mm. good. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. So, yeah. Well, it's good to be back here in um, We're So Lucky and many of the people listening won't be as fortunate as us, but, you know, we are in the lockdown situation right now, but we live in a really, really lovely location and everything, but still we're homeschooling the kids and everything and um, everything piles on top of everything else and it can be a really, really stressful time Mm. for people. So feeling it for people who are quitting now or sober curious because there's no time, there's no time to have your wits about you like now, like um, Mm. another good thing about not drinking right now is that we spend so much more time with our kids Mm. and, um, you know, when you're all on top of each other and I think it's kind of hard to hide your drunken behavior from your kids if you are drinking a lot Mm. and it's kind of a relief to not, that's just one extra thing you don't have to worry about when you're not drinking, which is bloody awesome. I think also having that clear head to be able to navigate the stresses that come with it. So, you know, a lot of people are losing their income. Being able to have the clarity to be able to make great decisions or to plan ahead or to try and figure a way out of it, you know, if if it is a stressful situation, you really need that clarity. So, you know, I've had a lot of people message and I know that these lockdowns have stirred up a lot within people you know stress is often what will drive people into a relapse mm. um and also i've had people saying well in the first lockdown i went and bought all the alcohol from all the pubs you know and think that because that's how they got through the last lockdown that they need to do that again in this lockdown say and it's part of what i want to talk about today and one thing i've been working on with my latest challenge group is creating new labels Mm-hmm. That I, I guess in a way that's a, a label that someone's created for themselves. I'm the one that drinks through lockdown. You know, there's lots of labels we create for ourselves. Mm. Um, one of my labels used to be that, you know, Danny the party girl mm. or, you know, I'm going to be the loud one or, you know, you, you have these little labels and you always act in accordance to the labels that you create for yourself. Mm. So we want to work on creating new labels going forward. I, I guess that's what we did initially when we first quit, Ash. I know I did. I would had to create, I've talked about this before, a new vision for myself. And mm. the new vision, it has to be a new label. You know, it's so good to not just leave this, you know, that whole, that whole theory of nature doesn't like a vacuum. If you leave a space there, it'll fill it. Mm. Um, so if you just quit drinking, you stay with your old labels, you don't create new ones, then you're really tempting fate and making it harder for yourself but if you've got some new goals and aspirations that also comes with new labels Mm. there's something that you're striving for and Mm. i think even just from the perspective of um, keeping your sobriety it's good to be working on something else Mm. like i've got a friend i was talking to who uh, had a really good time of sobriety while he was working really hard on his surfing and that was his motivation to just get up early in the morning and make sure he was and think about his surfing and just have a, an aspiration to surf a little bit better. Mm. Um, and things like that, they're good because then subconsciously 
you start to shift your your intentions and your um your labels for yourself too you know mm. you're you're on about something different to what you were on about before like mm. you know it's a lazy label too i don't want to judge but like you know when you are the party person and you define yourself that and you think that that's a good time and that's the only kind of good time that mm. you can have it's a trap because it's a very um it's a very passive label yeah i'm just going to get smashed it's a really easy thing to just um, a personality in a bottle. Just open it up, and mm. you know it's a little bit more. It's a little bit more of a different, difficult road when you go sober and you've got to say, okay, actually, who am I without this drug, and and who do I want to be, and what do I want to do with all this extra time that I've got? Yeah, but it's something we're thinking about too when you. When you start on the journey, or even if you're in the journey, is to think, who am I without that? Who am I without this, without the alcohol? Because it's a really important question to ask yourself because a lot of people, they'll quit and actually have no idea then who they are. And because alcohol does define us, unfortunately, mm. um, so many of us, mm. and it does create this huge label for us. We thought we were pretty cool. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, we used to sort of sometimes, we did have sober friends. But, um, you know, sometimes we would think, oh, you know, when you're a drinker, you think the only people who are relaxed and like a good time, it almost becomes synonymous. When you say, oh, they like a good time, you actually mean these are people we can get drunk with. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. you don't realize that until you quit, that that's what you really meant. Yes. Um, and you think that all the people who are drinkers, they're the only ones that know how to have a good time. Yes. And then what... As, as when you quit, you find what defines a good time is really different. And, it, it mm. you know, depending on what age you are and what whether you've got a family or whatever, yeah, your good times might not be at nighttime with other people as much as they used to be. Maybe your good times start earlier in the morning. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's funny how you do transform as a different person. And I, I notice sometimes on the challenge or or just different people that I've met, at first, when they're quitting, they haven't quite made that adjustment yet and they don't see themselves, like as a rough example, as the person who gets up and goes for a walk early in the morning or whatever, they see themselves as the person who stays up late and parties. The night owl, yeah. yeah. And it's hard for them to give up that label. Yes, and that's the other thing. When you are trying to create new practices for yourself as well, so new daily routines or it might be a new fitness regime or a new eating plan, whatever it is. Mm. It's hard to get good at something when you're stuck in the old label too. It's hard mm. to get good at something else mm. because mm. you're still living in accordance to that old way of thinking. Mm. So we really need to have a whole new way of thinking about mm. ourselves. Yeah. I think it comes back to that thing, the D word too, which uh, a lot of us don't like, drinkers especially discipline um, mm. and self-discipline. And after a while, you realize that actually, because the reason that you're partying like a mofo or doing whatever you're doing with drinking is that you want to have fun. You want to have a good time. You want to be happy. But then after you've been doing that for a while and you find that you want to quit alcohol for a set of reasons, you feel that, oh, okay, I was drinking to be happy and to have a good time, but it, as it turns out, as a whole, this drinking caper does not make me happy, does not give me a good time. Mm. In the same way as that, 
that realization comes, you also realize that um, through discipline, you end up being happier in the long run. Yeah. That might be hard for people to accept at first, but if you do it as a little experiment, you realize, ah, okay, if I stick to my practices Mm. that I've decided are important to me, it's easier to get through this sobriety journey because I'm actually trying to achieve something. Mm. It's really hard if you try and do it in a lazy way. And I know we've had friends who've tried that before and they've actually ended up falling off the wagon because they've left that vacuum there and, and haven't be, haven't put in that work, that discipline. I know the D, D word's a controversial one. People don't feel <laughs> like being disciplined. It doesn't sound like fun. I think it might initially start as discipline. Like um, I like to see it as a gift <laughs> that you're giving yourself something amazing. Like So when you pull out your journal in the morning, don't think, oh, this is like homework. This is like, wow, this is something amazing I'm doing for myself. But it does require a bit of discipline in the first place to yeah. get started. And like so. when you get it at, for, for your gift of a morning walk in the morning, yeah, you just bounce out of bed. But yeah. like for me <laughs> to go with you for that walk feels like <laughs> discipline because I don't want to get up. It doesn't feel like a gift. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> then if I do get up, yeah. Then I get the gift once I'm up, <laughs> um, you know, but um, yeah, I know that's a little controversial for people because they don't really feel like they want to put in, but like I've heard it put this way, you're guaranteed some pain in life. You know, you can have the pain of say, if you've decided that you need to quit alcohol, you can have the pain of falling off the wagon again for the 10th time, mm. or you can have the pain of... um you know, feeling like you're at a loose end and you're finding it really hard to quit. Or you can have that little bit of pain of that first moment of like getting out of bed. You know, that li- the pain of just a little bit of discipline. Mm. Um, and I think that's the one that you want, the one, the discipline one mm. that makes you do the things that you, that allows you to do the things that you think are important and that are important to you. Yeah. If you start to think it, a bit uh, more inspirationally too, if you think inspirational thoughts about yourself. So thinking beyond even sometimes how you're feeling in the moment. So when you're feeling mm. that way of th- through that old label, it's, just, you know, like I'm an, I'm not a, okay, here's a good one. I'm not a morning person. Mm. If that's your label you've created for yourself. I have. <laughs> then it's not a gift to get up with me <laughs> in the morning. And <laughs> But if you to start, it, it becomes a struggle. But if you mm. start saying to yourself, I am a morning person, mm. I know it's still hard, but you might start to act in accordance to that and you think beyond your past experiences mm. You can, and you can think forward. So I've been reading a great book by Joe Dispenza called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. I can put it in the show mm. notes. And he talks a lot about that, about firstly recreating yourself, mm. but also thinking beyond your thoughts that you're feeling right now. So if you're feeling really shit, and I know myself in the last few weeks, being quite down some days, mm. you know, feeling overwhelmed uh, with dad passing. And I have to try, like, whilst I acknowledge it and sit with it and be with it, then think, okay, you know, I need to think beyond. So for me, thinking beyond is I know this will get better. I know in six months' time, I'm not going to feel like how I feel now. Mm. And I can sort of start, it gives me some optimism mm. as well about the future and about how I feel right now. Mm, and, wow. And the gifts, yeah. Yeah. I think that's really amazing. Um, I don't think I've ever really um, heard it put exactly like that, but like 
you know, you always talk about getting in the moment and that's one thing, but there's another thing of thinking beyond your present circumstance. Mm. And that's really important for people on the sobriety journey. Yeah. To think beyond their present circumstance. So, you know, like I really, it's, it's 4.30 in the afternoon and I really feel like a beer or a wine. I always used to have one and now I'm not going to have one. Mm. How do you think beyond that? You know, you've got, I know with the groups, often we talk about that thing of using that tactic of saying it's easy, you know, like to help yourself get beyond that, that little bit of suffering, you know, um, and that, that's also an example of thinking beyond your present circumstance rather than, oh, it's so hard, I really need a drink. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's optimism. Isn't mm. it? It's all about optimism. Mm. So it's not, and there's a difference between optimism and just and just positive thinking. To mm. you know, thinking optimistic thoughts and thinking optimistic and inspirational thoughts about yourself mm. is really really key here. Mm. You know, it gets you out of that stuck mindset. Mindset. Mm. Um, it's really important. So early on in our journey, and I know for me, and you did, Ash, obviously would have in a different way, I guess, when we were writing our IMs and. Uh, our gratitude lists and everything, we were creating a new version. And that's what the IAMS is too, isn't it? It's creating, mm. it is a version of creating a new label mm. and an optimistic thought about yourself and your future. So you are recreating that. So one exercise I got people to do on the last Sunday Zoom call was to write down old beliefs and old labels that you've think you know that you've got about yourself sometimes looking into the label if you go a level deeper with it so there was one lady in the group who said um her, her label was that she was always the one that people could depend on to have a drink with you know if times <laughs> were tough you could go to her for you know for it mm. she'd have a drink with you or if you were celebrating you'd go to her when really we looked into that label a little bit deeper it was actually maybe you know that was a bit of people pleasing behavior and then if you go a level deeper into that label, what's that all about? Where does that come from? There's a feeling of maybe um, a lack of self-worth there mm. and then, you know, it can go deep and can get quite deep with it. Mm. But really looking at the label and then going a level deeper and questioning that, where where does that label come from? Why why that label? Mm. And um, yeah, and so, and letting it go. I don't need to live, I don't need to live by this label anymore. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Because one thing about labels, especially if you say them out loud, you know, the power of words, um, the person that you're talking to is listening to you, but mm. also you're listening to you. Yeah. When you say things, your subconscious is listening and it just reinforced, 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 you know, so, but it can be done. I remember you had a, um, you had somebody in your challenge who we thought, oh, she might be a bit of a difficult one who was just like, oh, yeah, but I love a wine. I love a wine. And she seemed really, really attached. Mm. And, wow, she ended up being a real success story. Yeah, yeah. It can be turned around quite easily. Um, and that's what people should realize, you know. You definitely, no matter who you are, do have labels for yourself. So, I mean, the first part of call is to actually think about what your labels for yourself are. That's that exercise that you did because you do have them and think how those labels may have played out and are there any more labels? What are the different labels that you could have for yourself that um, could steer you in a different direction? Yes, so it was all about as well within that 
that session, um, then we created new labels. So we talked about what's a more productive label, what's the label that you can have that, um, yeah, that serves you better, and yeah, and and how does that feel? So one great way is to really, if you're tapping into your body and if you you make a statement, you write a statement or say a statement, how does it actually feel in your body when you make that statement? And if it feels yuck and icky and doesn't feel right, it's probably not the right one. But if you sort of get flooded with that rush of, yes, this feels good, or you get flooded with optimism, mm. then you know you're on the right track. Mm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it's a great exercise to do. So if... You know, it's something to think about if you're listening to this. Maybe write down your old labels. You might learn something about yourself. Totally. And realize, oh, okay, that's probably why I do that. Mm. And just remember, um, if you're out there and you're new to some of these concept and the concepts, and they might sound, I don't know, if they sound airy fairy to you, or I don't know what it might sound like to you. Just remember, these are techniques that you're using that. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Really do work. No matter whether you know it or not, this stuff is going on in the back end of your mind and labels and ideas that you have about yourself are playing out every day, whether you know it or not. Mm. So, you know, some of this stuff that we're talking about is like a bit of a chance to get under the hood and start having a crack at actually changing the programming there and to make this journey a little easier for yourself. Yes. Love it. Um, We'll be back after this short break. So many of us feel stuck and unsure of how to make positive changes in life. Journaling is a proven way of keeping yourself on track and creating lasting change. The How I Quit Alcohol Playbook will take you through 365 days of gratitude, daily affirmation and loads of techniques to help you stay on track and head towards a clearer future. Head to the show notes or iquitalcohol.com.au to grab yourself a copy today. And welcome back. The other thing I wanted to discuss was just stress and stress relief. So as I said earlier, one of the things that will send someone back to drink and back to their old patterns is stress and not knowing how to deal with stress. One of the main things to, to focus on in your sobriety journey is how you can relieve stress for yourself, particularly if you're a drinker that drank because of stress or if you drank to numb out. So it's really good to look at other ways, obviously, of how you're going to relieve stress, especially in these times when times are getting a bit tough, things are getting stressful. So for me, I mean, we're all different. So 
what's good for me might not be good for you, Ash. But I know for me, in times of stress, um, I like walking on the beach, watching the sunrise at the moment. That's really, really big one for me at the moment, getting down and watching the sunrise, being in nature um, and being mindful in nature. So, you know, if you get into the water, like really feel your feet in the water. If you're around some trees, like really look at what's going on with the trees and the leaves and really feeling all the elements. And that's awesome. And I'm just thinking of those people also who are stuck inside in and in most people can get into nature, but for those who can't, you know, I think there's one thing that really relieves stress for me that might be a little different to what people normally talk about. And that is just getting obsessed with my passions, mm. um, throwing myself into my passions. I'm really lucky that my main day job is playing music, but, um, you know, I haven't been doing that for quite a while with this lockdown, but just trying to improve at my craft while I'm sidelined has really given me a lot of meaning and um, given me something to work away at at on that I can feel that I'm really achieving and I'm still working towards my final aims of just improving my my music. Mm. Um, And it really relieves stress for me. Um, and I think a big reason behind that is that I can do something to make my situation better, even if the payoff is down the road. Mm. And I think, uh, you know, fitness is also a good example that people can do, you know, something that, you know, no one can take that away from you. You know, like you, you work on your fitness, you get fitter. Um, and I think things like that. It's sometimes when you're stressed, it's the last thing that you feel like doing is to work away at a passion maybe, but like you can get absorbed in that thing and that can give your life a hell of a lot of meaning. Yeah. And the good thing about that is it's transferable. You don't have to be in a beautiful location for that. I guess it's probably more of a a deterrent too. It's shifting the focus. And I guess too, it's like everyone's different. And a really important one is a good breath technique. And so one breath technique, um, a probably talked about it before on the podcast but every single person I coach we go through this breath technique which is super simple and it's just breathing in for four and out for eight in for four out for eight and you only need to do it a couple of times um, and it just straight away it stimulates that parasympathetic nervous system gets you out of fight or flight into rest and digest and just calms the farm yeah I think I remember reading it was like six of those breaths it's like clinically proven to be a massive stress reliever? Sometimes six can feel a bit too much for people. So I'd say to anyone, even if you can take two, but even throughout the day, it's another. it helps to improve sleep. But six for sure, optimal. But sometimes mm. if, I, if I'm feeling anxious or stressed, I'll just even do one or two and I instantly feel myself calm down. Um, it's a great breath technique. Also, there's the box breathing. Most people would have heard of that by now and that, that was, I think, that was invented by the Navy SEALs, I think, to help them with their concentration. Mm. But that's just imagining a box and breathing in for four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four, um, and doing it quite rhythmically and, and doing that four times. And that's great too, especially if you can't sleep or just if you're in that really heightened state, if you're feeling yourself getting anxious or maybe going into an anxiety attack, it's, it's, it's a really great way just to calm down. Um, and also, um, you know what I'm going to say, the Wim Hof breathing 
has um, been shown to really significantly help with people who have troubles with anxiety and depression. Mm. So that's another one people can um, look up. That's a really good one. Yeah. And then, of course, mindfulness, just some really basic mindfulness practices. So getting in touch with your senses. So, you know, where am I right now? What can I see? What can I feel? What can I hear? What can I taste? Um, What am I missing? Smell. (laughs) (laughs) What can I smell? But just being in in touch with those senses and, you know, it can be even immersing your hands into cold water, putting cold water on your face. And they're also... um, polyvagal uh, toning techniques. So I've been reading a bit about the polyvagal theory, which is amazing. Um, it's Yeah, it's a whole nother podcast, but uh, <laughs> it's a great way of getting yourself um, back into a rest and digest. Also, you know, those, I guess the stress relieving element of getting into the senses, you know, there's, you know, people talk about it as mindfulness or being in the now or any of those things. I guess those, and most people will be aware of that, but for those who aren't, you know, I think one of the best things that is stress relieving about that is it gets you to focus on something that is actually real, like in the real world, in the world, outside of your head, because the thoughts that you're having are just thoughts. And for some of us, um, that's news to us that our thoughts are just thoughts. We think that that's reality, our thoughts, but they're just thoughts that we're having. And if you really think that one through, it's uh, it's an epiphany and uh, sometimes you have to get reminded of that. I know I have to get reminded of that. I mean, I don't know when it was that I first, was it probably early in my adult life that I first found out about that kind of concept and I still have to be reminded to this day not to identify too closely with my thoughts that are just running rampant in my head, you know. So those techniques that you mentioned are really good for that and that's a really good thing for stress. Yeah, absolutely. So there's, I mean, there's loads of things you can do, but if you are feeling stressed, try, you know, if you can try and arrest that before you go and reach for the bottle because that's just the old pattern and it's the old pattern emerging. It's the subconscious mind wanting to go straight back to safety town. And, you know, now's the time to kind of challenge that. Or if you're feeling particularly stressed, just think this, that's just the old pattern emerging. And I'm going to ground myself in this, in this moment, in the now and try and relieve that stress, soothe myself, but soothe it in a way that doesn't involve alcohol and taking me back down that road. What's that thing that Gabor Mate says about all addiction? You're addicted to not being addicted. Was that what he said? That you're addicted to that moment. You know, when you're in that drinking cycle, I can well remember this. You know, when you're really feeling like, you know, having a couple of drinks, whether it's conscious or subconscious, you're addicted to that moment that you're having a few drinks, just cruising, doing your thing, and that's the only moment you have a rest from those other times, which are the lead up to having a few drinks, you know, the cycle, you know. Mm. So people get addicted to the that time when they're doing the thing that they're addicted to Mm. because that's the only time that they're sort of not in the, they don't feel like they're craving it. Yeah. You know, so it's a bit of a, yeah, it's a real cycle, isn't it? Yeah, it really, really is. So, um, oh, and speaking of Gabor Mate, I've been accepted into a year-long course, um, the Compassionate Inquiry for Professionals course. And I'm so excited. That starts next month. 
So I'm super pumped about that. And Look so, up Gabor, people. Yeah, Gabor Mate is just an incredible trauma and addiction specialist. He's a big dog. He's on all the podcasts. Every, yeah. um, I think he would have been on every famous podcast, I reckon. Yeah, I've tried to get him on this one, but not so far. <laughs> I have not quite been successful yet. I think I need one about day, Gabor. a thousand times more <laughs> <laughs> downloads. So please share, rate and review. Although, we'll have more chance of, of interviewing Dr. Gabor Mate. A great book um, by Gabor on addiction specifically is called In the Realm of Hungry Ghosts. And I'd recommend that for anybody to read. It's absolutely incredible. And his work is just amazing. And you can Google him. He's just he's just quite an incredible human. Mm. He's amazing. And I'm sure people have heard me talk about him before on the podcast. But um yeah, look, and then for those of you who are still, that have been sober for a little while and are on this journey, I really just encourage you to think about how much life has changed in quitting and the benefits that you're seeing in, within yourself. It might be like my skin feels better or I feel clearer in the head, I'm sleeping better, um, you know, my relationships are better, I'm connecting with people more. You know, there's so much, there's, there is so much to gain from quitting alcohol and sure this takes a, a little adjustment sometimes at the start you don't sleep very well sometimes at the start you feel like shit i've mm. seen that with a lot of people as well um and it's just a matter of getting through that little bit um and then just doing the work of getting to know yourself and yeah. and all through this journal your way through this that will really really help and that's been the recipe for life change and success in life for so many people at so many different levels, but like put pen to paper and uh, write it down. And that's a really helpful thing. Like often you start people on a gratitude list, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone on the gratitude and it's such a, it's a very powerful practice and you know, it's so funny because I do my normal journaling. So I do my gratitude journaling and my IMs and all that stuff in the morning most days. Um, but just recently with my own therapist that I see uh, talking about the grieving process with dad and she said, you should, you know, start maybe journaling about <laughs> about it. And I kind of did the eye roll <laughs> thinking, fuck, not more journaling. <laughs> <laughs> But I did it because, you know, you've got to practice what you preach too. Mm. And um, anyway, so I, I bought another journal that's specific for that. And so it's nothing, it's not my daily journal. It's it's very different. It's my, my grieving journal, I guess. And so, and it's actually been really, really, really helpful. So in it, I might like write letters to dad or just talk about how I'm feeling. And it's been really, it's just like journaling is the best thing. If you can just... Quit the eye roll and just go for it. Well, I'm a really good um, test case um, on journaling because that first year that we quit um, alcohol and I was doing a lot of things, including writing a book and a whole lot of stuff, I was so on fire and I was journaling all the time. Even my exercise routine was in there. And then times that I've let that slip um, and especially being in the lockdown and different things... Um, any reason is an excuse, <laughs> mm. um, so I won't b- bore anyone with them. But um, I can say that when I haven't done it, I have been way less focused. And then when I get back into doing it, mm. I am on track. And, um, you know, you see that outward manifestation in the work that you actually do. But also, like, it's you've got to be on track mentally too. 
um, so that you're headed in the right direction for whatever you're trying to achieve in life. Um, It's not all about that output that particular day of just work and it's um it's really important for your psyche so i just think that's so important even one of the guys in our challenge group he was having a bit of a rough week and then once we talked about it within the group and he said he'd stopped journaling for a few days i think he went away and he he didn't journal in that time and he said he felt his his mindset change like like within two days, his mindset had shifted from that really optimistic way of thinking and the gratitude to he started to kind of get shitty and get a bit stressed. And he said he ended up, you know, being a bit of a prick to his wife. And, you know, he just started on that, you know, and then he was like, ah, that's the difference. So he could see the difference and then start again. 100%. If people haven't uh, haven't, um, experienced this already, you'll be shocked at the difference and how... The scary thing of it is how it can just slip out of your life and you don't mm. even realize. Mm. And then you just get off track um, and how on track you can actually be. And you don't realize, I think sometimes with journaling too, you don't realize how much you know and how much you actually know all the answers to solve all of your problems and achieve all of the things that you want to achieve in your life. But if you don't write it down, then... It's really hard to read it back and actually something about getting it out onto the page and then getting it back in that is just really good. And I think they say that there's pretty much no genius has ever been around that didn't journal. Yeah, journaling is so powerful. And if you're just starting, if you haven't got a journaling practice too, it can be just a simple gratitude um, gratitude practice. That might even just be three things you're grateful for every day and... Maybe at the end of the day, it's good to journal. It's actually really good to, to do your gratitude practice both ends of the day. Mm. But if you can only do, like some people might just grat- do their gratitudes in the morning. But I also really encourage people at the end of the day to write down at least one thing that went well in that day. Mm. So one thing that's been great in that day. And that comes from Sean Acor. He's got a book, The Happiness Advantage. And he's a Harvard um, scholar. He He's researched happiness for for years and yeah he wrote this great book it's more the book is probably more geared towards uh like a work maybe sales type book but there is a lot of great little gems in there as well any podcast that he's on sean acor you probably get a lot of the gist of what he talks about but anyway so three things you're grateful for and and something that's gone well within the day and then i i like to with my journaling i like to um, set my intention for the day. So, you know, today my intention was to be joyous and to have connection with people. Um, and yeah, so that might change every day. And also some like, you know, the I am's, some positive affirmations and just what I'm wanting out of life. So, you know, if I'm, if, you know, whatever I'm kind of wanting to happen or to transpire, I write that down as well. It's interesting too, because you get to see, you know, what did transpire. What and came true? What it's ma- amazing. Yeah. Isn't it amazing when you find old journals and stuff, you realize, oh, yeah, mm. I wrote that down. Yeah. Oh, and that did happen. Yeah. You know, even if they're, um, yeah, aspirations that seem at the time that you write them overly, overly lofty. It's yeah. amazing how you reel them in if you just put pen to paper. It's quite... Quite miraculous yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So with the uh, with our the how I quit alcohol journal, it's got all that pretty well laid out for you. Mm. But you don't need that as well. You can just get 
any old journal piece of paper. Do we have another podcast? I'm sure we would. Uh, I, maybe we could put it in the show notes, which one, if it is, where we've specifically talked about our approach to journaling and what you do in the challenge and stuff like that. Oh, I think so. Probably in season one. Listen to them all, people. They're all rad. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, I think that will we'll wrap it up for now. But please um, get in contact too. If there's anything you wanted to for us to discuss on the podcast, I'd love to hear any thoughts. If you want to be on this podcast, if um, I'm sort of more looking for Australian people to share their story, but but you know that doesn't have to be hard and fast. Um, and you know if you've got something inspirational to share about your journey with alcohol, we'd love to hear it. And um, yeah, and also um, my new cha- I've got a new challenge. St- and also my new challenge is starting and already filling up, which is super exciting. The new challenge starts in October, which will be another three-month challenge. And, uh, yeah, if anyone's interested in that, hit me up with – send me an email if you've got any questions about it. Otherwise, jump on iquitalcohol.com.au to sign up. And hope you're all doing well out there. See you later. Bye. Bye.